powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr. Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love God, love people, and love life. We are in a series of teachings that we just began last week called Epic. Somebody say Epic. Epic. Say, I was created. To be epic, not average. 915, y'all ain't talking about I need you to talk. Say, I was created to be epic, not average. All right, so just look at your neighbor. Say, if you want to be average, change your seat. This is the epic row. Hallelujah. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith. It'll make more sense to you if you're brand new in just a moment. Let's say it together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message. Remain standing, if you would, just one verse, John chapter 14. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, John chapter 14. John chapter 14 is probably going to be one of the shortest readings I've ever had you to do. John chapter 4, we've ever done, I should say. John chapter 14. All right, verse number 15. When you get it, say, I got it, Bishop. If you see a flip and say, hold on, Bishop. I'll wait for you. But now if you buy maps, you went way too far. And if you buy index, you don't know your Bible. Either way, you're going to get something today. You're going to learn today. John chapter 14, verse number 15. This is Jesus talking. You know how I know that? It's in red. Uh, they've got King James. Go to New King James. Let me show you the New King James. Um, it's not that different, but I want you to see it. This is Jesus speaking, and he says, If you love me, keep my commandments. It's a translation, if you love me, do what I say. When I say do it, how I say do it, the way I say do it, and I really don't care if you don't want to do it. 
That's what he was saying. Father, I decrease that you might increase. Speak to us now that we might move in what you've ordained. We open ourselves to receive from your word today. And we cast every care upon you, every burden upon you, every issue that we walked in here with. Father, we rebuke every spirit that would come against your people receiving this word today. We bind every spirit of Python that would have tried to attach and distract your people today. And we declare that your word will go forth today with power. That it would shift people from where they are to where you have ordained for them to be and we honor you for it and if you do give them a blessed shout in the house in Jesus name high five your neighbors you take your seats and tell them a God first life a God first life uh, yes sir I, I teach in series at harvest so we can focus on one subject for a prolonged period of time and in this particular series epic we're talking about uh, in order for us to live a life that tells a story that's epic we have to live our lives intentionally say intentionally instead of just experimentally and this often begins with applying small things that can make a big difference say small things, small things. big difference come on talk to me say small things, small things. big difference now, now, please understand this. Uh, most people live their lives where they throw stuff up against the wall and hope that it sticks. The problem is that when you live your life like you're a science experiment, every now and then you're going to mix two chemicals that do not belong together and you're going to have an explosion in the lab. And that is the reason why some folk keep going from drama to drama, from bad situation to bad situation, from messed up relationship to messed up relationship. But I got to tell somebody today that story is over for your life. You spent enough of your days in average land just running around trying to experimentations God designs for you to live by intention say intention now Hebrews 10 36 and you can write it down or you can flip there real quick but Hebrews 10 36 says this for you have need of endurance say I need to endure please understand everybody can start out well but the one that's going to win is the one that can last but please understand uh, 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 watch, watch this uh, Keith Sweat had a song years ago they said just make it last uh, y'all don't know the song here in Denver? Y'all don't, don't know no music here in Denver? He said, make it last how long? But please understand, you got to have the kind of tenacity in you that when everybody else is throwing in the towel, there's something in you that's enduring. you got to have the kind of tenacity in you that says, I will not be denied. I have not gone through all the hell I've gone through to just sit and live some average, messed up, jacked up life. Baby, I've got to endure. Which means while everybody else is complaining, I'm going to be celebrating. While everybody else is throwing in the towel, I'm going to be picking mine up and wiping off my sweat. Touch your neighbor say, learn to endure tour i'm so sick of folk that can't last and can't make it to the end where are the people in this place that say i wasn't built to break baby i was built to last i, I know how to take a licking but keep on ticking i i know how to get knocked down and get right back up high five your neighbor say you don't have a clue who i am uh-huh, you sitting them next to them now and they look real great, but if you only knew the nights that they had to cry themselves to sleep, if you only knew the people that had come against them and they had to stand up and smile in their face, but they knew they were talking about them behind their back, you sit next to somebody that learned how to endure. How about somebody say, I can endure? Watch this, be seated. He says, for you have need of endurance so that, watch this, after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Watch this, after I obey, then I obtain. Let me get an example. This past Wednesday night line, the Lord declared that somebody's wilderness was ending. But watch this, there were some instructions, say instructions. And many people didn't heed the instructions connected to the promise. So they remained in a wilderness that they could have left that night. 
You didn't hear it. After we obey, we obtain. Say, when I obey, I obtain. And please understand, unless I obey, I don't get the reward of the obedience. Now, here's what you need to understand. Not, here, here, here's, what, here's what your neighbor used to think. They think, well, I didn't obey, but let me hold something. That's not how it works. The way it works is that after I obey, I, then I obtain. Please understand, it's not faith if you obtain, then obey. It is faith if you obey, and then God says you obeyed, not knowing how it was going to work out, not knowing how it was going to get done, but you just knew that his credit was good. I think there's a few people in here that know your God's credit is way too good for you to be doubting him now. His credit is way too good for you to be wondering whether or not he's going to come through. Baby, if he did it before, he's the same God. Somebody shout, same God. Yes, he is. The same God that picked you up and turned you around is the same God that's keeping you right now. It's the same God that's paying your bills right now. It's the same God that kept that car accident from killing you. Watch this. The will of God for your life. Hear me. Say, 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 say after I've done it. So after I obey, then I obtain. So, so then it says, for you have need of endurance. So after I have done the will of God. Well, then the question becomes, well, what is the will of God? Let me make this real simple for you. The will of God is for the culture of your life to put God first in everything. The will of God is for the culture of your life to put him first in everything. What's this? To put God first. Now, now that sounds real spiritual. Let me make it very practical. Means I make what's important to him important to me please understand stop telling people you love them when you don't make anything that's important to them important to you to put God first means I make what's important to him important to me John 14 15 if you love me do what I say keep my commandments what's this now I need you to understand something touch the neighbor say he's about to talk to you I ain't even talking to your name I'm gonna talk to you on a mountain watch this the higher you go the thinner the air and the smaller the crowd that can survive at that altitude. So the more you start putting God first in your life, I need to tell you something. The smaller your circle of friends is going to be. If you got a lot of folk around you, I'm here to tell you God might not be first. Because everybody can't survive at the top of the mountain. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Stop talking about I'm just so lonely. You know why? Because everybody can't survive in that thin air up there. You ain't alone. You're just closer to God. And now that you're closer to God, all of them zeros can't hang on to you no more. Well, what is this? The more successful you are in anything, the smaller the circle of people you'll have around you. The air up there is too thin for the average, but not the epic. I just need to know if it's some epic people at your 915 worship experience. Oh, don't let your religious pontification make you act like you don't want to be epic. You know down in your day used to say sanctified soul that something in you says I was created for greater. I was created to do mighty exploits. I was created. have your neighbor say I'm epic. Now watch this. We don't put him first to become Christians. Because we're Christians, we put him first. Got it? We, we don't put him first to become Christians. Because we're Christians, we put up our sin. If you're not a Christian, but at the end of this worship experience, we pray that you will be. Now, now I'm going to give you five things. I'm going to say five things. All right, y'all got to help me get through these real quick. Uh, five things that the culture of your life has to immediately shift to. All right? Now, here, here it is, because I need to say this, because I hear a lot of people in Denver say this. Well, I just believe, let me tell you something. Your beliefs are irrelevant. Your feelings are irrelevant. The only thing that matters is what this book says. 
Watch this. Not your cousin's name interpretation of the book to justify their averageness. Got real quiet right there. I could count to amens. I got there. I got seven. So, so, so when we get into this, well, I just feel, I'm, I don't really care. So let me just stop you from having a conversation with me because I don't care. What the book says is what matters. Well, in my heart, can I tell you something? You don't know your heart. The scripture says your heart is deceitfully wicked above everything. Your heart in Hebrew is your mind, which means you lie to yourself more than the devil lies to you. So before I get into this, I just need you to understand, these aren't negotiations we're getting ready to have. This is what God's word says about it. Go ahead and throw it up. Jeremiah 17, 9, so they can see it's in the scriptures. Got it? All right. So touch your neighbor and say, this is what God says. So, so watch this. Look at me, Harvest. This is important, Denver. Hear me, Denver. Hear me, Denver. Listen, Linda. We don't negotiate over a directive. We don't negotiate over a command. Did you understand this? All right, so let's get into it. Uh, number one, uh, I'm going to alliterate because y'all seem to like that when, I, when, I, when I'm laying all this foundation. So, so I'm going to alliterate today. That just means I'm gonna, every point is going to have a word uh, that begins the same. So, all right, so today it's T's. So uh, if God is first, that means God first means he gets my time. Time. Watch this. I've got to say something, Denver. And, and let me go ahead and preempt your attitude on your face. Because if your neighbor got an attitude, point them out, call one of them urshers over. God first means we don't miss church for anything since Jesus didn't. God first means we don't miss church for anything since Jesus didn't. You better wipe it up off your face before I get a little thuggy. Luke 14 and uh, Luke 4 and 16. Now you want to be like Jesus, right? That's what Christian means. All right, so let me help you understand scripture. Well, I just had to go do this. I had to go do this. I had to go do this. Well, if you want to be like Jesus, what did Jesus do? Now, look at me. Look at me. Before they put the scripture up, Jesus is God in the flesh. He's the anthropos. He's the God man. So much God you can believe he's man. So much man you can believe he's God. He was humanity and divinity at the same time. So what is anybody going to teach him at church? I mean, could you imagine preaching and Jesus watching you preach? Like you quoting scripture, you're like, no, that ain't even what I said. I know that ain't what that means in Hebrew. <laughs> but look at what Jesus did, Luke 4, 16. So when he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as was his what? Custom. His what? What does that mean? He did it all the time. Which means it was the culture of his life. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. As a Hebrew, Shabbat as they would say it, Sabbath would be Friday evening to Saturday evening. That's why if you ever look at Orthodox Jews, you'll see them perhaps with their keepers on and they're walking down the street uh, in order for them doing their best attempt to keep the Sabbath. As Christians, we're not limited to a day as the Sabbath. He is the Sabbath, which means if I got him, I'm in rest all the time. But watch this. God didn't miss church for nothing. So if it was on a Sunday... Or Wednesday, modern times, God said, I don't know what to tell you. I ain't coming. Well, it's just one day. You don't understand. 
That's not my custom. My custom is I put myself first. Y'all ain't gonna hear what I'm saying. Y'all ain't got to like it. I don't care. I told you to wipe the grimace off your face. If you want to have an epic life, it's gonna be a life where God gets your time. And that means we don't miss church for anything or watch this single folk, anybody. If you're dating somebody that wants you to miss church, that is your key. That is not the one. No, sir. No, ma'am. Deuces, you got to go. Because if it's going to be between you and God, sucker, you got to, That ain't no debate. All right. Let me take it another further. See? God first means we build our lives around church, not fit church into our lives. Uh-huh, got another scripture, Matthew 8 and 21. Now, I want you to see this. This is Jesus talking, so this, this ain't even somebody else. You can't, there's no way you can exegetically b brush this away. This is God talking, Matthew 8 and 21. But up. Then another of his disciplines, <laughs> disciples, dis disciples means disciplined students, said to him, watch what this man says to Jesus. Leave it up. Lord, my, it implied in the statement is, my father just died. I need to miss church to go bury him. I can't do my assignment because I need to go bury my father. You don't understand. Not his cousin. Not some friend from high school that he reconnected with on Facebook. He's saying, God, Jesus, he's talking to my father's dead can i go bury him watch jesus response jesus said you follow me and you let the dead bury their own you, you, i don't think you understand the point god said i need to god said i need to interrupt this casual christianity he, he said so i'm not gonna permit you any reason to stop following me including the death of your own father Okay, y'all, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> all right, touch, well, touch myself, preach, Bishop, yes, okay. All right, number two, God first means he gets my testimony. So he gets my time, then he gets my testimony. Uh, Luke 14, 23. Uh, and while, you're, while they're bringing that up, uh, let me give you this. God first means everywhere I go and everyone I meet, I invite to church since Jesus wants his church to be filled. Look at me, all of you. I'm just not comfortable. I don't care. Neither does he. I got one amen. I guess it's a little strong. Should I say save this to Wednesday? Okay, well, I just, you know, I just didn't want to do all of that. See, see because your culture is built around you. He's not first. You are. Your feelings are first. Your emotions are first. You not want to get out of your comfort zones first. Not him. Because watch this, if you was getting ready to sell one of your pyramid plan businesses to somebody, or you selling some of your Mary Kay or some of your Avon, I bet your feelings wouldn't mean nothing. Or you tell everybody, everybody in the church, you be lifting your hands. Here go a business card, child. Here go a business card. Call me if you need some. It's quiet up in here. So what did Jesus say? Luke 14, 23. Then the master said to the servant, go into the highways and the hedges and do what? compel them to come in that my house may be filled which means jesus says if it's a seat in harvest i want it filled and it ain't bishop's job to fill it it's your job 
Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. That's cool. That's all right. I didn't had worse before. Uh, please understand, he said, and compel them to come. Bishop, uh, what, is, what do I use to compel people to come? It's your testimony. And the scripture says, and we overcome him by the blood of the lamb. That's been shed and by the word of our testimony. So here's how it works. Let me tell you where I go and let me tell you what it does for me. Now, I can't talk about you and your life, but I know if it had not been, I feel it right here, for the Lord that was on my side. Anybody in here know that if God hadn't have been for you, baby, you would have been dead a long time ago. You would have been six feet under a long time. It was God that took that needle out of your veins. It was God that took that bottle out of your hand. You're not hearing me. It was God that got you out of that messed up relationship. It was God that got you out of that depression. Baby, you didn't build yourself. You didn't do this yourself. God has been with you since you were a child. Watch this. Somebody shout, God did it. So that means everywhere I go, my testimony is this is my God and this is my church. You can come or not, but I, it's my responsibility to tell you. So whether or not every time you see me, oh, they're going to talk about God. Sure am. They're going to talk about church. Sure am. You know why? Because if you've been put in front of my face this many times and I haven't told God, you about my God and about my church, uh, the problem is God's going to say, when you die and go to hell, I'm going to be responsible for the blood because I was the one that was sent to you every day. Some of you see people in Starbucks every single day and don't say nothing. The only reason they know you're saved is because you wear your WWJD bracelet. He gets my time, then he gets my what? Testimony. All right, number three. God first means he gets my treasure. Uh-huh. This is going to talk about money. Sure am. All right. It's my responsibility to teach you the word. Now, let me tell you, not, not just money, because what I discovered about money is some people can use it to manipulate. Uh, so Matthew 6.21 says this. For where your treasure is, that's the Greek word thesauros, which just means treasury. There your heart is also. So, so, so in other words, Jesus said he'd know what's really on our minds because of what we do with our money. If you want to know what a person really believes in, what they really support, what they really love, check their bank account. Some people have a love affair with Dunkin' Donuts. Some people are in love with Krispy Kreme. It's quiet in here. Some people are in love with Jimmy and the Johns. Okay. Now, now watch this. Watch this. G these are Jesus' words. He says, for wherever your treasury is, the sorrows, there your heart is. Now, watch this. L look at me, Harvest, because I need to just make this clear. God doesn't need your money. Your money. He doesn't need it. Okay. He wants to be first. And that's a reasonable request considering he's the only one that ever died for you. Somebody else dies for you, they can make their request of you. But since nobody else died for you, nobody else can make that request of you. He says, since I gave my life for you to have one, the least you can do is put me first in yours. Now, watch this, watch this. Now, God doesn't need your money. He wants to be first. And to know that, you know what he does? He does what any good business owner does. He checks the books. A good business owner, when they're looking at their business, they don't go off how they feel. They check the numbers first. I said, what are the numbers? What are the trends? What do the numbers tell us about X, Y, and Z? So watch this. If you get your mind on the Lord, the Lord will mind your money. And when we give him our treasure, it leaves our hands but not our lives. Some of y'all, maybe when you're growing up in church, you hear somebody say this. Uh, Lord, just bless those who gave and bless those who wanted to give. That ain't Bible. If both people are going to be blessed the same, then why give? 
Bishop, Jesus don't care about your money. Okay, let's just see what Jesus did. Christian, Mark 12 and 41. Mark 12 and the 41. Now I realize through the years in church, because people have done all kind of crazy and weird things, that sometimes people have all kind of trust issues about their 20 bucks and stuff and, and, and all that. And so I understand all that. But I just need to tell you the scriptures. All right? It's quiet in here. It's funny, though, because people never, ever question what the owner of that McDonald's is going to do with their money. They never question the Wendy's owner, what he's going to do with the money. They don't never ask the power company for all the money they pay, how they still have all these outages. It's quiet in here. Okay, so let's watch what Jesus does when it's offering time. Because offering time is going to come up. And let me be clear. But for those of you, you VIP, don't think, oh, that preacher's about, no, I'm just about truth. I'm just getting the truth to you. And if God's first, it includes your money. I can't talk about putting God first and not talk about your money. Okay? So that's the bottom line to it. If you're offended, God bless you. Be encouraged. Mark 12, 41. Now Jesus sat and watched the offering. So in a moment, when the buckets pass, heaven's going to open and Jesus is going to appear over. Now, for those who give online, he was watching while he was at the computer. For those who give on your mobile devices, he was watching while you was texting. Now Jesus sought opposite the tre- sat opposite the treasury. I need you to get this. I've taught this before. So the offering was going on, and Jesus literally sits down and watches them give. Now imagine this. Jesus, all his disciples, his whole entourage that he has with him, all the, all the people, all that. And it's offering time, and Jesus just sits, and he watches. And he doesn't stand right next to it. He wants to sit far enough so they think that he's not paying attention. You ever learn how to pay attention by not being obvious? Some of y'all are real good. It's called nosy. So what you do is you act like you over here working on something. Come on, come on, nosy people. Don't look at me like that, nosy rosies. I didn't see y'all. Yes, I have. You over here acting like you fixing the mic. I mean, the mic is fine. Just and then they start trying to hum to act like they spiritual. And then if you catch them, they're like. So Jesus sits on the opposite side so that they don't see him. And look what he says. And he saw how people put money into the treasury. And many who were rich put in much. But look at what he says. Uh, verse, uh, where we at? 42. Uh, then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which made a quadrant. So he called his disciples to himself and said to him, look, so he's watching offering. He calls his guys over and he says, listen. He says, surely I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. For they all put in out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty put in all that she had, her whole livelihood. Watch what he didn't say. He didn't say she shouldn't give it because she couldn't really afford it. Because it wouldn't that be a great time to step in and do a miracle and say she can't really afford it. You know what I noticed about, about the scriptures? Is God always sent a man of God to a person that had lack and asked them for something they didn't think they had because they needed God's blessing more than God needed their offering. So he sends Elijah to a widow woman who's ready to die so that she doesn't die. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? If you study your Bible, you'll discover that God would always send people and he would seemingly ask people for what they didn't think they had. So Jesus wasn't like, no, y'all go give her her half a penny back. No, she, she needs to go buy some bread. Nope, he was like, no, let her put it in. 
Because I will open up the windows of heaven and pour her out such a Y'all not hear what I'm saying. In other words, Jesus said her faith is on a whole nother level because she gave her half a penny and they walking in giving their big bucks and thinking they really doing something, but they gave it out of their excess. She gave it out of her lack. So watch me make a way out of no way. No, I didn't tell her not to give it. I just told her to give it and watch me bless her. All right. Number four, God first means he gets my talent. God first means he gets my talent. It's amazing how many singers, of course, when we used to have singers, we don't have that now. We have entertainers. We don't really have singers anymore. You don't have to sing now. No, you really don't. They have a computer program that they put all your notes in and just fix your notes. That's why they limp sing. In fact, now even the, the ones that used to could sing is lip syncing now. <laughs> now, now, here's what you just saying. Touch, touch your neighbor and say, watch this. Uh, here, here's the deal. Uh, it's amazing how many people, when we had good singers, they all started in the church. Okay, I'm going to just give some names. All right, Whitney Houston started in the church. Got it? Guy started in the church. Jam. Oh, jam. Jam. All right, what's this? <laughs> now, now, no. <laughs> you got to have fun in shirts. I mean, come on, really? Just want to come and be on pickle juice? Come on. Now, <laughs> pickle juice is a bishop's colloquialism. It just means so staunch. <laughs> it's going to hurt your neck doing that. You need a massage. Now, now, now watch this. Uh, most, when we had singers, they, they started in church, right? If you go back even to the onset of, of rhythm and blues and all these kind of, all, every different genre, most of them got their, their origin in the church. In fact, blues, those chords are church chords. When you, when you play chord as musical notes, those are church chords. So they're just playing church music. And, and in fact, you know, Ray Charles got, it, got, got real in trouble because he was taking the music from the church and playing it. And they were like, you can't play that. That's church music. <laughs> now, now, watch this. Here's what's interesting. Is that what happened over time is that in many of those instances, they, they took their talents and took their gifts and then they took them and they and, and in some instances, they prostituted them to the world because the world. Uh, uh, well, let me leave that alone. Now, here's what I need you to see. No, no, let me leave that alone. Watch, watch this. God first say he gets my talent means watch this. I serve the church using my gifts and talents to see the mission advance. OK, got real quiet right there. First Peter 4.10. These are instructions so we don't negotiate with them. Okay, these are instructions. We don't negotiate them. First Peter 4.10. Uh, chapter 4, verse number 10. Here it is. Chapter 4, verse number 10. Chapter 4, verse number 10. Here we go. As each one has received a gift, minister, the word minister means serve it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. All right, now, here's what this means. This means your gifts, say, I have, say I'm, gifted. I'm gifted. All right, and your talents, say, I'm talented. I'm talented. Are supposed to be used to advance the mission of the church. And in fact, the apostle Peter says, you need to use those gifts in the church to serve one another, being a good steward or manager over the grace that God has given you, which just simply refers very practically to your gifts and your talents. So God first means he gets my talent. 
Which means, watch this. If you can sing, why you don't sing here? Oh, I just do it out there. No, so you out of order. If you, if you, if, my sis, because this is what everybody do now. If you're a beat maker, <laughs> where are your beats at for the house? But I just do it out there. You're out of order. If you can do good paperwork, but I just do it out there. You're out of order. Why you don't do it here? Okay, it's quiet in the church. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That's all right, Denver. I ain't scared of you. Okay. Whatever gifts and talents you have, for him to be first, he has to get it. Now, let me tell you what happens. None of those singers, had it not been for a pastor giving them a stage, Beyonce wouldn't be beyonce if her pastor never gave her a stage to Beyonce. Now, she got some new stuff going on these days, but back old school Beyonce, she wouldn't be beyonce if her pastor didn't say, get up and sing. And I'm like, I don't have a song in my spirit. Girl, I told you to get up there and say, you better sing that song and eat the cake. Okay. All right. So, 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 so God first means he gets our talent. All right. Okay. Which means we serve and we use our gifts and talents in the church. Does this make sense, everybody? That's God first. Okay. If you're using your gifts and talents for your own profit and your own gain first, you're out of order. And you, can get put, and you can put him first today. Last one, and this is going to shout us. That's going to shout me. God first means he gets my thirst. He, he gets my thirst. Say, I'm thirsty. Now, I understand thirsty now is used as an urban colloquialism by many young people to state that somebody has a really defined interest in them. <laughs> a pastor was telling me about his daughter about how his daughter was saying something and he was telling me about it and, and, and he did it and it's so funny to this point where sometimes I'll just call him and say, do it, do it, do it, <laughs> he'll do it. He said, and so I'm going to do the whole thing because he, he did it in front of me one time. And so, and so, and, 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 and I got, I just literally, I'm going to like call him as soon as the experience gets over and say, would you just do it real quick because it's so funny to me. So he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, Bishop, so my daughter, she was talking about how all these people be all thirsty over her. And I, I said, What? No, he'd be like, they be all thirsty over me. <laughs> I said, I, I said, what? They be all thirsty over me. I mean, I'm just trying. To, I was like, oh, my God, did she really say it like that? I said, no, she really, and all that, too, like, like, like the whole thing. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, say, I'm thirsty. Say, I'm all thirsty over him. <laughs> Over Jesus. Now, now watch this. Now watch this. John 6.35. Here it is. We're in fifth gear. We're going home. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger. Which means if you're hungry, maybe you never got him. And he that believes on me shall never thirst. Watch this. Unless they stop drinking. Watch the text. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger. Unless they stop eating is implied. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. Well, implied in the scriptures, unless they stop drinking. This is why some people start up real fired up about God and then they fall away later. It's because they stopped drinking what quenched the thirst in the first place. That's why the old church used to say, Lord, take me back to where I first found you. Take me back to where I was when I was just happy they let me in the church. Take me back to where I was when I was just glad that I knew you would hear my prayer. Take me. Somebody shout, take me back. Take me back. Thirst keeps God first. 
thirst keeps God's first. A thirst for more of him. Now, well, let me be very clear because that sounds real deep and spiritual. Let me be real clear. That means his attributes and not just what he can do for you. So the thirst is for his attributes, not just what he can do for you. Can I ask you something? Who wants to be wanted for what they can do for somebody? Some of y'all have had friends like that to where you discovered that the friendship was totally predicated upon what they got out of the deal. And I'm not saying that the deal shouldn't have the, uh, uh, it should be symbiotic. So there should be an exchange on both sides of the deal. But the issue is, is that when I discover that your only interest in the deal is what you get out of the deal, then what we have is what's called a failure to communicate. Now, anybody ever had friends like that? Where you, well, they were your friend because you was picking them up. And then when they didn't need you to pick them up no more, you always texting and tweeting and Facebooking and calling them to happy Christmas, or happy Christmas, Merry Christmas and happy Thanksgiving and happy birthday. And, and, and they don't even know when yours is. It's quiet in the church. All right. Say, say thirst keeps God first. So watch this. When we thirst for him, say I'm thirsty. And Harvest, this is so important because on this, on this fifth and final point, I need this to shift in our house because as I watch us during praise and worship, I see many great things happening, but I also see that our thirst needs to be intensified during praise and worship because you didn't come to see no concert. You came to be thirsty. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. This is not a show for you to watch. This is something for you to participate in. This is a corporate thing, which means we're doing this together. Somebody say together. Now watch this. When we thirst for him, which means his what? His attributes. Got it? We get all of the benefits that come with him. Psalm 68, 19 says this. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. Okay. <laughs> Blessed be the Lord who what? Daily. Now, now here's why this is important. Because if you didn't have such a good day yesterday, you might be feeling kind of down this morning. And maybe that's why it's so difficult for you to raise your hands and to clap because of your yesterday. The problem is you didn't get evidence of the fresh shipment you got today. When I woke up this morning, the book says he gave me a fresh load of a benefit, so not saying nothing, which means I may have not had a good yesterday and I maybe didn't have a good week. But when I got up this morning, he daily loaded me with some fresh benefits, which means I got a fresh dose of his goodness. I got a fresh dose of his mercy. I got a fresh dose of his favor. I got a fresh dose of his blessing. I got a fresh dose of his wholeness. I got a fresh dose of his prosperity. Somebody say, I got a fresh dose. Because the issue is, be seated, because the issue is, is, is that as we go through life, the, the benefits get spent. <laughs> you ever uh, uh, had, thought you had a certain benefit to only call and say, I'm going to use this benefit? And they're like, oh, no, you used it all. And so now you got to pay out of your own pocket. But, but watch this. Watch the, watch the analogy. So when you start trying to do it on your own without him first, you're doing it off your own strength, out your own pocket. Which is why you feel so tired. You feel so tired because he ain't doing it no more is you. But if you just go back and say, I need my fresh daily load of my benefits today. 
Because, Lord, I know beyond a shot, I can't do this by myself. I tried it by myself, and I messed it up. I tore it up. I screwed it up. I, I messed the whole thing up. But, Lord, if you'll give me a fresh dose of your... And how do I get them? When I'm thirsty for them. Where, where, where are the thirsty people at in here? When I'm thirsty for him, he'll daily load me. When I'm thirsty for him, Isaiah says, he'll pour out fresh water. Watch this. Watch this. I got to finish. Watch this. Sometimes... Thirst, now you need to hear this, because either you're you going to voluntarily get thirsty. Because some of y'all still sitting. And I understand if you're cerebral. I'm, I'm that way too. Matter of fact, matter of fact all, all, all my past friends, they, they, they kind of talk about me because, uh, not talk about me in a negative way, but they'll, they'll say, you know, I'll just be sitting there. I've told you all this before. I'll just be sitting there while they're teaching and preaching and whatever. And I'm very cerebral. And then all of a sudden, I'll just say that. In fact, just yesterday, Bishop Bright, he, he started laughing. He was cracking up. Bishop Bright, he's vice chairman of our board. He, 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 was, he was cracking up at me last night, it, and I was like, what are you laughing for, man? I said, I'm trying to tell you about some serious stuff. And I said, I like what you said. Say that. And he's like, he just starts laughing, like hysterically on the phone. And I'm like, what happened? What's going What are y'all over there doing? What is going on? He's like, that's just so funny to me. I said, because I said, say that? He said, yes. Now, here's the point I want you to get. Touch your neighbor and say, say that. <laughs> now, either, but the point I was making is sometimes you can be cerebral. So you can be, I just am receiving it deep down on the inside. You need to tell your face that. And your hands and your feet and the rest of your body too. Because here's what people say, I'm just not emotional. Well, please understand, we're not emotional. We're spiritual. And our spirituality produces emotions, but we're not operating from emotions to become spiritual. See, you can be emotional but not be spiritual, but you can't be spiritual without being emotional. Because your spirituality will give you a high level of emotion. Watch this. Emotion. E-motion. Out of change. E out of motion change. Out of change comes my spirituality. Which means the reason I shout is because if you knew I should be dead right now, but... That's my emotion about it. So the reason I cry when I'm driving down the street listening to my messages and listening to my gospel music is because I know that there was a death sentence with my name on it. But God, I tell you, if you know that something in your life tried to take you out, you're going to make the devil in hell mad and shout, but God, shout it again, but God. That's why I cry because I know if it wasn't for him, I'm not emotional. I'm spiritual, which produces an emotion. You should have caught something the folk you was messing with. But God kept you, and he protected you, and he shielded you, and he could, don't look at me with that religious tone of face. God has been... Watch this. Now, so either your thirst is going to be voluntary... Or involuntary. But either way, God says, you're going to get thirsty over me. I'm going to call him as soon as I, I mean, literally, y'all get my phone right, I'm going to call. Okay, no, I'm just joking. Watch this. Watch this. Sometimes, if you won't get thirsty voluntary, voluntary, and thirsty means I'm thirsting for his attributes. If I don't get thirsty voluntarily, sometimes God will permit circumstances mm -hmm. that ignite your thirst. 
and he has to do an involuntary initiation. Now, uh, in the next experience, I'll take you to a different scripture. This one, I'm going to take you here. Uh, say involuntary. involuntary. Well, watch this. Uh, in, 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 in life, um, there are certain things you may think, I'm not going to respond to that. Well, in certain phases of life, they can compel you to respond. And if you don't respond, then there'll be a penalty for, the res- for your failure to respond. Okay? Now, here's what I need you to understand. Here's what I need you to understand. I'm out of time, but here's what I need you to say. I got to get this to you. If your thirst doesn't, watch, I'm going to coin a new phrase, turn up. <laughs> now, the world takes that term to mean negative stuff. But since everything the scripture says was created by God and for God, we're taking that back. That belongs to the church. So turn up just means I'm intensifying my praise and my worship. Touch your neighbors, I'm going to turn up. So now when we say that, we ain't talking about crazy world stuff and all this here. We ain't talking about that drinking and all that. That ain't what we do. No, no, we're talking about I'm thirsty over him. And fellas, I know the little neck day. It's okay. Don't worry about the neck piece. It took me some time to get it too. I was like. That's why I be popping it so much. <laughs> now, now, now watch this. I need you to get this. Second Chronicles 7.13. So King Solomon, they've just, uh, they began the process, and they're in the process of building God a house. And then look at verse 13. Second um, Chronicles 7.13. Now, this is God speaking. As a matter of fact, I want you to read it with me. One, two, ready, read. When I shut up heaven. Wait, wait a minute. Which means God says, it's going to be a time where you're going to feel like your prayers ain't getting there. And it's going to be a time where you feel like the, the floodgates ain't open, but they've been utterly clink, clink, shut down. And there is no rain. What was rain? Rain was what went on the crop to bring harvest, which means there was seed. But if there was no rain, there was no harvest. So in other words, God says, so when you're waiting on a harvest and it doesn't look like it's coming or command the locusts to devour the land, locusts are a Hebrew idiom for bad decisions. So he said, if I let your bad decisions devour your life. Now, maybe you're really religious and you've never made any bad decisions. But if you've ever made some bad decisions, you know about how you got to sometimes look at those locusts, Hebrew idiom, and say, my God, why no heaven did I do that? And why in the heaven did I do that? And how in the world? Oh, my God. And I did that. God says, if your bad decisions start eating up your life. Or send pestilence among my people. Watch the next verse. You know this one. Next verse. If my people will humble themselves. Humble. Watch watch this. Humble. Here, it doesn't just mean humble. No, no. It means, watch this, fast. If my people who are called, if you got some bad decisions you're dealing with, if you ain't fasted, no wonder you're still dealing with them. If they are fast, watch this, and pray, pray means pray, and seek my face. Watch this, face here, oh my God, I'm going to shout myself. Face here is the Hebrew word panah, which means, watch this, it means to be next to or adjacent to, to get my attention, to turn toward me, to get in my presence. Watch this, to get my attitude. So if they'll fast, pray, and turn up their praise and worship to get in my presence, to get next to me so they can get my attitude, 
Reason some of y'all got bad attitudes is because who you sit next to has one. It's because who you married to has one. It's because your mama and them have one. It's because you're next to that. Then I will hear from heaven. Can I preach like I want to? If God is speaking, how does God hear from heaven? Maybe this role say something to me. If my people, who's speaking? God. So how is God going to hear from heaven since he dwells and resides there? Then I will hear from heaven. But how do I hear from where I dwell? Because God says, when you fast, when you pray, when you turn up your praise and worship, intensify it, and then the last one, uh, uh, and turn from their wicked ways, that means repent, that means change. Uh-huh. Watch this. He says, watch this, I'll announce something. Watch this. I'll announce something in heaven that must manifest in the earth. But watch this. But because you incline me toward you, when you turned up in your praise and worship, I came out of the throne room. And I stepped down to 14100 East Jewel. Because there was a turn up in the house that made me get off of the throne and say, what are they doing down here? Somebody wants to get next to me. Somebody wants to get in my presence. Somebody wants to get my attitude. So I made an announcement from earth that's resounding in heaven because when y'all started praising and worshiping me, I stepped out of the throne. And I came down there to see. I wish you understood what I'm saying. God says, baby, your praise and worship, your thirst for me will make me get up off of my throne and come down there. That's why some of you, the way you've been making it all these years is because you may have not known this, you may have not known that, but you knew how to praise. Oh, God, I wish I had somebody here. You knew how to worship. You, you maybe didn't know the right prayer to pray, but you knew how to say, thank you. You knew how to say, Lord, I love you. You knew how to shout hallelujah. You maybe didn't know the right prayers in the Hebrew and the Greek and the this and the that, but you knew how to get his attention. Look, look at verse, look at verse five, or the rest of verse four, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. I had to hear from heaven because I went down there to see about what y'all were doing because it moved me so. I don't know about you, but I want to move him so. To where out of the 1,800 churches in this region alone, he says, I ain't going to see them, 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 I ain't going to see them. But that harvest, it's something about their praise. And it's something about their worship that makes me get off my throne to come see what they're doing. So look at the next verse. Not because he doesn't love anybody. Let me be clear. Oh, my God. Not because he doesn't love anybody else. Not because of that. I, I just, I want him to come see about us. So look at what he says he's going to do. Verse 15. Now my eyes will be open. Which means evidently something happened to make them close. And my ears attentive. 
Well, evidently, something happened to perhaps dissuade the attention. To prayer made in this place. Okay. Verse 16. For now, I have chosen and sanctified, which means set apart, this house. That my name may be there forever. Now watch, watch, the, watch the part because somebody is saying, Bishop, how did you get here? He got up off of his throne. Look what he says. And my eyes and my heart, which in Hebrew means mime, will be there perpetually. Will the mind of God move to a place because it moved from heaven to earth? So we weren't trying to die to get over there. Heaven came down here. I can't get nobody to say nothing to me. And I'm out of time. Watch this. Watch this. Somebody shout this house. And watch this. Because we're believers in Jesus Christ, God is not limited just to a physical place. Although he does establish himself in physical places. This is not the church. This is a building where the church comes. We are the church. And today, since we are people with that desire and aspire to be epic, today we've got to Some of y'all still looking at me like you don't speak the King's English. That's all right. I'm going to help you. We're going to learn today. Watch this. God, God, says, God says, watch this. If you'll get thirsty for me voluntarily, I ain't going to have to allow nothing that's going to create a thirst. Some of you, the hell you went through is what got you to church. And God said, now, if you want that hell to be over, I'm going to need your thirst to turn up without you having to struggle, without you having to be stressed, without you, where the thirsty people at? I Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.